2: This
1: so, is Phil. And this is Josh. And this is Nick. And I am back for the celebration of Wes Craven, also known as the Wow Wow Wes. While I was at the last Why Not, I'm officially jumping back into Nowhere, California, for the celebration of Wes Craven's
0: life. And it's This is a perfect episode to have you back. Yeah. It's great to have you back in the mix, knowing it's
1: under medical terms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I uh, I managed to get myself a hernia because I was lifting this giant cock, getting off the toot. No, it's not even true. <laughs> wow. I'm glad, my, glad
2: yeah. my wife's at work.
1: He just jumped right back into nowhere with no issues. Exactly, there. I love yeah. it. Nick,
2: I
0: love how modest you are, too. Uh,
2: <laughs> you know.
0: Before we get into the world of our time with Wes Craven's movies and everything, our good friend, our brother out of the city of nowhere, he gets to escape the city limits of nowhere since he has a job outside the city limits of nowhere. We get to hear from Doug with his thoughts on Wes in this edition of Mod, Moment of Doug.
3: Hey Nowhere listeners, this is Doug with your Moment of Doug, or as we've all become to know it as, Mod. Normally I'm very exuberant and fun and fancy-free and yay, annoying high-pitched voice and penis jokes and vaginas and and things, but I want to bring it down a notch, because um, I want to be serious with you guys when talking about this. Um, Josh and Phil asked me to do a, uh, you know, put my my thoughts on Wax about um, Wes Craven, and I have a, a, like a, I hesitate to use the word touching because it really didn't, I'm I'm, didn't affect, like 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 personally, but it it, it when I'm looking back at it, it I realize it kind of shaped something so it, it is an affectionate story, um, but it's it's more of a acknowledgement of know tipping of the hat so to speak Um, growing up as you guys have heard on and off on the show that I grew up in a very weird sheltered household when it comes to cinema Um, I was allowed to watch certain things and other things I wasn't allowed to watch Um, and I mean I realize that's common in a lot of households for people our age but uh, horror movies were a big no-no in in my house you know there was no no room for horror movies in you know, mainly because, you know, violence and profanity and sex and all that stuff. And, you know, I, I, I'd snuck, seen a horror movie once at my friend's house. I completely lied to my mother on the phone. My, my friend was like, hey, we're going to watch The Good Son. And, my, and I was like, what? That's a horror movie. And his parents were like, fuck it, we don't care. There's no rules in our house. And I was like, that's awesome. And they were like, but you have to call your parents. I was like, that's a fucking rule. And they're like, we're older than you. And I was like, you're right. I will call my mother. So I got on the phone, I told my mom, Hey mom, we're going to watch this movie, and I don't know what it's about. I think it's about some cool kid, and being goofy, and fun with his family, and I don't know, what I think it's like rated PG or something. Great, son, go ahead. And then I got home and was immediately grounded, because my mom called Blockbuster. And back then, people cared about other people, and they told them what the movie was about, and I got grounded. But, at 12 years old, I was able to watch this new movie, no horror movie coming out, called Scream and we had ordered it off pay-per-view and I don't know why I got to watch it I don't even know the story and I really honestly don't remember vividly watching it like I don't I can't tell you what I was wearing or what the room looked like I mean I can tell you like the feeling that I had and that's what the story is kind of about is that I watched this movie and mind you I'm 12 years old having only ever seen one horror movie in my entire life and that was the Good Son, which wasn't really even that scary of a movie. And I'm watching this movie, and I'm I'm jumping at the appropriate parts, like I'm falling into the trap that is jump scares. But I am fascinated by this movie more than I'm scared of it, because I'm watching this, and this is a story that if you were to tell this exact story, not through the characters, but just tell the story through the news, this is a fucking tragedy, fucking like friends killing their other friends because they fucked the mom and whatever i don't know you know it was it's it's, you know it's a crazy story but it's intriguing and it's you're feeling for these characters and you're and i'm you know i'm fascinated by these people and it was it was from then on that i was like i love horror i love horror movies i want to do horror and as you guys know that's my passion, you know. I have a, you know, I have a job, you know, within the entertainment industry and the equipment side of things. But my, my, my goal in life is to be an independent horror filmmaker. Um, so while I don't credit Wes Craven for being responsible for my style, for my look, my, 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 my cinematic look, I do credit him for opening the door to horror for me because, um, I mean, I'm sure I would have discovered horror later on or even, like, once I moved out of my parents' house I definitely would have discovered it then but, you know, this guy you know, showed me a very horrific movie mind you, um, when you watch it and I was intrigued by it and I and I learned that you can that horror is escapism and horror is is watching these, these things that you know, do exist in life. These things happen. These people people are killing people. There's, you know, there's serial killers and there's murder every damn fucking hour of every day. Somebody's killing each other. You can't get on the fucking internet without hearing about something now. But you know, we're, these these things exist in real life. But because it's being told in this kind of way, it it works and it, it's it's intriguing. And I watching you know drew barrymore run through a yard and get stabbed and i watched the knife go in and i'm just thinking like oh my god like how did they do that you know and then my brain being who i am i start going well okay obviously it's a retractable knife and there had to be a blood pack i started going through and 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 learning these things and it made me you know who i am today and i and i like to consider myself you know somewhat of a version of Randy from the, from the screen movies, not necessarily just horror movie specific, but you know, I consider myself like a walking IMDb and I think Wes Craven had a lot to do with that. And so while i not directly affecting my, my body of work, I wouldn't have had a body of work if it wasn't for him. So, you know, let's, let, I just want to you know say, you know, rest in peace, Wes. I hope you're, you know, enjoying heaven. I hope you have an unlimited budget, with a huge crew and you're you're doing things that are that you know you're you're scaring god. I hope you I hope you're making god look through his fingers right now.
0: And as you said, we're here to talk about the passing of Wes Craven, uh, a yeah. freaking icon of horror.
4: You know,
1: I there's I heard I've heard the a god lot of people of horror, Yeah, absolutely. exactly. I've heard a lot of people uh, you know say like oh I was so shocked and saddened to hear about this saddened I can hear oh, yeah. 70 he was born 1939 so mm-hmm. I'm not even going to try the math on this yeah. one but he's 70 something years old yeah
0: and he, he lived a very private life when he was not mm-hmm. in the public eye right
1: and for those of you who who don't know what he passed from Wes Craven passed from brain cancer yeah which none of us had any fucking clue that he had no yeah so it was you like know, we're talking
0: about the doom was pretty active all the way through. Too. Well,
1: that's a testament to you know cancer survivors. See, my definition, uh, especially with my wife who has two sisters who've beaten cancer. You know they're alive and and have, have beaten cancer. And uh, you know for those who have passed from cancer, those who don't allow cancer to rule their lives, and they don't choose to live their life with. Cancer, you know, mm-hmm. they just choose to live their life. Uh, the disease doesn't run your life; it doesn't rule you. You're yeah. not, you're not, uh, you know, governed by it. Yes, it might change the appointments that you have to have, but you know, we're limited on this earth, anyways. Whether it's by cancer, whether it's by uh, some other affliction, whether we live to be ninety something years old and and die of natural cause, old Pooping age. Yeah, you know, whatever it might be, a heart attack, stroke, whatever it is. It's just term limits. Cancer just puts them into a more realistic perspective. Not that I'm pro-cancer in any way, shape, yeah. or form. I think it's the worst thing out there, and I have my own theories about it. I'll go into it on another day. But yeah. for this, I think those who choose to, you know, who are diagnosed with it and choose to live, especially the way West did, yeah. didn't, didn't let it stop him. Something that could possibly, I'm not sure if this is the same kind of cancer he had, but something that was debilitating uh, or could be potentially debilitating that could uh you know maybe stop some of your brain function and things like that the dude continued to chug away and work and work and work and you know and that's why we're here to celebrate him not mourn him
0: yeah exactly yeah. and how you're talking about uh, the pace that he lived life and everything and the creativity he continued like you said it's just the way life is lived yeah and it reminded me randomly as you're talking and i just it just exploded my brain of uh Stuart, Stuart Scott from ESPN's quote when he received the Inspiration Award a couple of years back at the ESPN Awards. Yeah, And I'm just going to read it real quick to just throw it out there. And it's just something to just remember in general. Uh, when you die, it does not mean that you lose to cancer. You beat cancer by how you live, why you live, and the manner in which you live.
2: Yeah,
1: it's, it's absolutely true.
2: You haven't necessarily lost a battle. Yes. No. Is what you're no, you is won. You, you, you have won by, well, I think Nick, Nick had said this earlier by being the wonderful person that
1: you yeah, are. Yeah, you and just continue you know. to get up and be a good person and live your life. You know, maybe you, you know, maybe if if you want to see the silver lining in it, you just get up and you live your life as if it's going to be your last day on yeah. it. Yeah,
2: actually, know? everybody should live. Their yeah, life. and I mean. they should.
1: You know, and it's it's kind of a unique perspective that people who have accepted being diagnosed with cancer. You know, they get to do that. What's that Tim McGraw song that uh, lived like you were dying?
4: Yeah. <laughs> you know,
1: about when he found out that his father had cancer. Yeah. And, so, uh, you know, I mean, it it, it happens. Mm-hmm. It's a shitty, shitty disease. Fuck cancer. Yeah, mm-hmm. I absolutely agree. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I said, I have my own theories. I, my wife works in the industry. It's a multi-billion dollar industry. It's not going away anytime soon. People yeah. make too much money off of it. But
0: to so the uh, people that have to yeah. put up with it and uh, battle it and live their life with it, just uh, fuck it, fuck cancer, your life is your life.
1: Yeah, life is meant to be lived, so and live it, no matter what.
0: definitely lived it because Damn he was straight. working, like, even up to recently with the screen television series, which has been pretty freaking impressive if you guys yeah. have checked any of it out. Uh,
2: I, I, I checked out the pilot.
1: Uh, I thought I, it was
0: going to fall through the cracks and everything, but no. Honestly.
1: Yeah, I haven't had a chance, but I, I when I first heard about it, I thought, "What an incredible concept!" Oh yeah, you know, to bring uh, a horror franchise to the you know to the small screen. I know there was like the what the Friday the Thirteenth Chronicles, and then yeah, Freddy's Nightmare. Well, it's been a while you know, yeah.
0: since there's been a horror television series right. of this well, level. Also,
2: these are fresh, fresh new characters. They're we're not dealing with Cindy Campbell. Yeah, ways, this is we're, all new. they all new characters and from what it seems like it's almost in a true detective style where i
0: if i I haven't seen the season finale yet for this season right and i believe they capture this story they finish up this story and i believe they're going to start a new story next
2: season well you you, you guys are probably going to you know roll your eyes at me when i say this but it's probably i think it's a mix between true true detective and uh pretty little liars you know, it's a, a show that was on. Uh... No, you mentioned Pretty Little Liars. <laughs> See, I knew it. That's my shit right there, though. <laughs> <laughs> I never actually saw it, but I, you know, there was this <laughs> mystery that kind of uh, goes throughout the entire season.
0: Well, that's the whole cool thing about like a lot of these mystery series, especially mm-hmm. how like West dove into the screen television mm-hmm. series. Is like, no, we're going to
1: make this. Well, I mean, if, if you think about it, it's one of the perfect franchises to take and translate into a. TV series, yeah. you have a killer who's inspired by other movie killers and, you know, has become his own, you know, uh, mm-hmm. killer, and it has taken the form, same face, you know, the same ghost face killer. No, Actually,
0: the face is different for the series. Yeah. Oh, is it? They, yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen yeah. it. It's a, it's a tweaking on it where it's a part of the storyline. The storyline for the series, mm-hmm. from what mm-hmm. my brother told me from the pilot and everything, is mm-hmm. this one girl is videotaped making out with another girl mm-hmm. she was hmm. uh, in the closet still and everything. And somehow this video got onto the school's website. Went viral. Went viral, and the murder started happening. Like, one like one of the first people killed was one of the girls, the mean girls of the school.
1: Oh, and so you go, automatically assume it's going to be the girl who was closeted, making out with yeah, the girl. Yeah, yeah, but
0: there's
2: all these other mysteries. That they it, there are so many red herrings, so many in, ins and outs. Including a cover-up that happened uh, ten years Oh, okay. okay.
0: And then, like, the first murder is like the Drew Barrymore sequence of the pilot. It may be a TV, and it was, I think it's TV 14. Mm -hmm. Okay. But it it could have been easily MA because dude gets his head cut off
2: and thrown into a pool.
0: Thrown in a hot tub where a girl is sitting, trying to talk on the phone to the killer.
2: Really? And his head just
0: bobs into the pool, and it was just like.
2: The atmosphere is there.
0: Oh, it's it's so intense, and it was. You can tell Wes was like, if we're going to do this, we're doing this
2: right Well, see,
1: that's that's what I'm talking about. You know, you have a character that he came back and created. Cause the, I mean, the dude worked for yeah. the better part of, of, you know, what, five decades? Yeah. Uh, you know, and so starting back in the 70s. Yeah, with... Uh, with uh, The Last... No, Last no, house, no, house on the no, Left. Last House on the Left. Yeah, Last House on the Left. Right My apologies. No, but, I mean, right. That was, he, that was his idea, you yeah. know, about two girls who were going to a rock concert, and uh, they were picked up by a group of... You know, sociopathic maniacs, yeah. basically, yeah. and uh, the torment that they have to endure. Yeah, and then so, uh,
0: parents get some revenge.
1: <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh. But, I mean, that's... Uh, and didn't they just do a remake of The Last House on the Left? Yeah, that I mean, it
0: really uh, over-stylized violence, the rape scenes and all that crap. But then yeah. also, too, it heightens the revenge factor, too. And, you know, with right, right. the Range movies, i love myself Summer. revenge. And he had his hand in both, right? He you know, was producer, I believe, on the remake. Oh, cool.
1: To, uh, to, yeah, most of the stuff that he uh, created, the characters that he created, he either signed off on the character usage or uh, had a hand in producing or writing a yeah, lot and of and things. and he was you know?
0: one of those creators and one of those directors and writers and everything, too, and that was wide open for stuff like that when they do remakes. Mm-hmm. If they wanted to come to him for like any input or anything, he was always there for it. Well, he signed
1: off. Did you? You know, he signed off on the uh, the Freddy versus the Ghostbusters. Oh, have, you, really? have you heard of it? Yeah, he, No, I did not. Yeah, know that. if you look in the IMDb, it's it should list all the things that he you yeah, know he, his, his characters have been involved in. Oh my god! And they have to he has to give okay approval for that hey, stuff.
2: I, I think that's really cool. Yeah. Um. The, you know the that Denver branch there, and the fact that you know West said, you know what, that's pretty awesome, and he yeah.
0: signed off on it. That's great. Well, it's also too like showing his uh, collaborative style and everything mm-hmm. too. I believe it was season three of Project Greenlight with uh, John Golgar the guy we met at the Days of Dead convention. Right, right. He was the director of that. In uh, Wes was part of the producing team with Ben and Matt.
1: Because uh, okay, yeah, guy. yeah,
0: yeah. Basically, it's the last season of Project Greenlight since Project Greenlight is coming back on HBO here very soon.
1: Yeah, a lot of it also has to do with the fact that they were all tied in with Miramax at one point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, that's where uh, you know Matt and, and Ben had their... Bread buttered and and yeah. you know Wes with his uh, relaunch of uh, or relaunch with the launch of, of Scream yeah you know was Miramax and that's also how he got involved with Kevin Smith yeah. and mm-hmm. you know the VSQ Productions and all yeah, that guys, stuff. Got uh, so.
0: Jane Silent Bob to jump onto Scream Three yeah which like yep. we just listened and to he, you on Hollywood Babylon and, and he
2: appeared on Jane Silent Bob. Wes, yeah. you're not even trying anymore. An ape really yeah, yeah. he was just yeah he's like he, uh, so mm-hmm. funny. One of the things I've been noticing too throughout like the stories
0: and everything that has been coming out. He was a funny dude, and didn't,
1: mm-hmm. well, like, he never set out to be a horror director.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. he wanted to be a filmmaker, huh. uh, but he had a wide collection of shirts. Yes, yes. Yeah. And I, people were posting pictures of him and I'm just like, wow, I can have
2: that in common with West. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there yep. was another – oh,
1: sorry. I'm sorry. Please go ahead.
2: Oh, I hope I'm not, like, jumping ahead on anything, but you remember when they said, um, you know, when when Freddy was starting to get a little campy uh, after the five uh, five sequels? Yeah. Um, somebody – oh, yeah, it was uh, Robert Shea, and I think he actually said this in real life, who better to resurrect Freddy uh, than his creator? And he really did. You know, when he did Wes Craven's New, New Nightmare, movie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. uh yeah, he made Freddy scary again. And normally, when directors go back to try to make something that they made p- scary, usually it comes off tired. But um, New Nightmare did not. Oh yeah, we well, it was basically no, I agree. Uh, yeah. It was
0: New Child was five, huh?
2: mm-hmm. and
0: then it was the final Friday was six, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, yeah, Dream Child. Then, yeah. uh, uh, final nightmare. Yeah, and then what? Uh, number seven. Uh, Westcrafter's new nightmare? nightmare. And you can only imagine at that point they
0: may have approached him to do like, go, okay, we're gonna throw this guy in to do reboot we want to do
2: this with Freddie now, and
1: everything. Correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't he only direct the first one? Only the first. Yeah, the only first. the first. rest of first and
2: he was just producer. Yeah, or, signed, just, like you said, signed off. And,
1: yeah. uh, you know, we got to give him credit. He started Johnny Depp's career. Oh,
2: yeah. Yes, he did. Yeah. Yes, he did. He did.
0: And uh, from our knowledge from uh, the documentary, I Am Nancy, which I will be lending to you as yeah. soon as I yeah, can. Yeah, you were telling me about this. Uh, we learned that the only reason that Johnny Depp was even hired was because of Wes daughter, Wes's daughter and Heather going, was Johnny's dreamy. cute.
2: He's dreamy. <laughs> yeah. He's dreamy. 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 Dreamy, sorry. dreamy. dreamy was the word. Yes. Right. Yeah, I yeah. thought Heather was hot, so... Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you lucky bastards. Yeah, yes. yeah. I know. Was, I
0: was waiting for that one. That <laughs> was <laughs> my lucky, reason for going. Lucky bastards. Oh, man. That is... That interview right there is like one of the like milestone highlights of this entire entity.
2: It's funny. We, yeah. Like I said, after after that uh, experience, we were in the car and we were just completely completely silent. Oh. It was just, wow. Oh, you we had, had to be- leave the
0: freaking uh, convention floor <laughs> after that interview. I was squeeing. I can only imagine when, like, they, I could see the studio actually probably approaching and go, we want to do something more, Freddy. I know we, he's dead. But we want to do something, and either maybe Wes had the idea for New Nightmare already, already locked and loaded, mm-hmm. and he maybe he even brought it to Miramax or something line. Yeah. But th- the whole concept of New Nightmare was way before its time because oh even, yeah, like when they started rumbling about Scream Four, or even uh, I think it was Scream Four when I started thinking about this, where I was thinking oh they should do a New Nightmare thing with Scream Four, maybe yeah, where it's Nev Campbell and everybody's back. And the killer is there, mm-hmm. and, yeah, yeah, and have David Arquette and all these people getting killed, mm-hmm. but in still that vein of right. nightmare, right. Yeah. yeah. We, where we the, actually the actors we have Robert married.
1: England as opposed to Robert England in Freddy, Coll- you know, like his yes, yeah, yeah, right. yeah, that
0: kind of thing. And Robert England talking about having these weird, weird nightmares, and Wes going, "Yeah, I've started dreaming again."
2: Yeah, yeah. very unique entity it, in it, the, in
0: filmmaking, oh, especially big time. like
2: that. Such a yeah.
0: reality based. Uh-huh.
1: Idea way before its time. Yeah, I I agree. You know, mm-hmm. uh, for me, one of the things that really spooked me in his his repertoire was his his second crack into the horror genre was The Hills Have Eyes. Oh yeah, uh, and filmed out in our area. <laughs> yes, I grew the fuck up out here, man. Oh god. <laughs> so. <laughs> I would drive with friends, you know, out towards Barstow and some of the areas, you know, where he filmed and, you know, the, the outlying desert areas that are, are creepy as shit anyways. Oh, yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> you get lost in those areas. And it's... people would go,
1: hey, this is where they film The Hills Have Eyes. Hey, fuck you. I don't want to know that. Oh, you know? Well, I think I... we're running out of gas. We better not.
2: And then, uh, then I'd be the friend going, you know, it's based on a true story, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I oh, yeah. wanted to know, uh, you know in Nightmare 2, when the bus goes off into the desert? Was that filmed up here? It, a lot of the lights. I don't know. Are very it might be. See, the
1: the thing is, is as unique as our desert is, as far as like mm-hmm. creepy and some of the you know things like that. Uh,
2: yeah,
1: it's not always like it, this the Mojave desert here is a large expanse. It is. And so it could be filmed at any number of places. You know, no, we've know. had Valkyrie filmed up here. Uh Kill Bill Volume 2 was up uh, here, know, filmed up here, you know, filmed Yeah, there's just
4: curves Yeah, there's tons
1: there. of it. You know, the whole yeah. parts of the Hulk were filmed up here up at uh, George Air Force Base. You know, so it just I mean there's a lot of different terrain out here that people find you know um, film worthy yeah. most of it is creepy or run down yeah. which you know <laughs> could worked. be I don't insulting know what exactly for you yeah <laughs> it could could be insulting for you know some of us but uh, you know for others it's like yeah you know there's a lot of if you wanted to film a western out here you could film a western out here in any number of locations that are grassy and have uh, streams running through them or just dry open barren desert um, like I said Valkyrie filmed it's desert scenes from Africa you know and all that that's stuff right. here and uh, yeah I mean it's and then you get out to some of these hills that are just kind of uh, eroded away from some of the rain and different things like that and just look creepy as hell at night and that's where you get the hills have eyed okay. <laughs> and holy shit did that do a number on me when I was younger
0: <laughs> well as we talked about too like Wes never set himself out to be a horror, a horror. filmmaker right. he just wanted to be a filmmaker but when he set his sights on horror, mm-hmm. he, like we said, he was a freaking master.
1: Uh, here's another one. He's one of our first uh, comic book directors.
0: Yeah, yeah, Swamp Thing. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he did that's Swamp right. Thing. Uh,
4: yeah.
2: Out of out of that horror horror realm, and then we get Music of the Heart. Yeah. So would that be technically the first DC motion picture? If uh, uh, not, not inclu- um, including well, Superman. Well, yeah. was Swamp uh, Thing?
1: Anyone? Swamp Thing, yeah, I think it was like
2: eighty one, eighty two. Okay, so no, no, Superman was out first. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, Superman came out seventy eight. But an obscure character nonetheless, yeah. and he took yeah. a crack at it, um, and people still talk about the movie.
4: Well, see, oh, I yeah. mean,
1: I think it was a genius idea in its part, much like Guardians of the Galaxy, just kind of surprised everybody because there was no expectation to it. Oh, yeah. It was just something that unless you were a diehard comic fan, you didn't really know much about Swamp Thing.
4: Exactly. So,
1: but it is—it's a creepy title, you know. Mm-hmm. It's a—it uh, definitely falls within its, its horror catalog. Great special effects and, and everything. Yeah, this is a great yeah. movie
0: all around, and it shows the power of his direction even er- that early in his career. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. He just had a knack for being able to bring stuff to life that would kind of take your breath away at moments, you know? Would scare you bad enough that you'd have to uh, take a pause, you know, for a second and just like, oh. Uh, you know, point in case, the other night my wife and I were sitting here watching Scream. Uh, oh, oh. She's not a big horror movie person at all, which I, I, I loathe to no end. Mm-hmm. I, I would love to just scare the shit out of her in some mm-hmm. movies. Um, but... For some reason, she put Scream on the other night, and we were watching it, and it came to the scene where Drew Barrymore is being drug across the grass, and she still has the phone in her hand, Ooh. and the mom was like, I can hear, I can hear. Christina broke down into tears, because she's a new mom, oh, yeah. and she's like, could you imagine hearing your child being killed on the other end oh. of the phone? And I was like, oh my god, like, I didn't think... You want to bring that up? <laughs> yeah, well, no, I mean,
2: it just gets <laughs> well, that's, into... that's the horror, that's yeah, the horror. Oh, yeah. it gets the into, horror. you know, yes.
1: bringing
0: yourself into that world, and also, too... Um, as much as uh, you bring yourself into that world of Scream. Also, too, one of his uh, earlier like later flicks with Red Eye. Yeah. You never know who the hell you're going to sit to yeah. next oh, to no. the plane.
4: Yeah.
1: See, I always thought Cillian Murphy was a creepy looking dude anyway. Oh, yeah. But oh. this just fucking cemented it. You, you dude, know? Damn and Red you Red really I... couldn't have gone with any more innocent looking face than Rachel McAdams. Honestly,
0: I think Red Eye was one of those early roles for Rachel McAdams that kind of showed that girl could do anything.
1: Yeah, she uh she really did the whole, you know, pour on the charm but then, you know, absolutely terrified later. Oh yeah, she was she was fantastic in and that. of course
0: at the end that part where she just goes off on those guests that were going off on her friend.
4: Yeah. Oh that was fun. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but because of the favorites the favorites the yeah.
0: favorites thing and just it, Red Eye kept reminding people of that the fact that Wes Craven is not totally a horror guy.
2: No, he usually balanced horror and comedy a lot. Right. And, and drama.
0: Like we said with Music from the Heart, uh I believe Academy Award nominated for Meryl Streep. Uh, yeah, I movie.
1: don't. I, did she win for that? I will have to. I mean, we'll have to take a look at that and see. You know, because uh, I, I know that's one of his highlights of his career. You know, of or, course, uh, directing Meryl Streep. You know, and all that stuff. But mm. I, I don't remember if she won that.
2: Year for I'm, it. I'm I'm drawing a blank for some uh, reason. This is um.
1: Yeah, I can confirm
0: it. It was just nominee for Best Actress. I believe it was the original song also for Academy Award. No well, win, but enough. also, too, Fun Nowhere in fact, it was nominated for Best Original Song at the Blockbuster Entertainment Awards, too. <laughs>
1: what, what are those? I don't remember. Oh, yeah. 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 Sounds vaguely familiar.
0: I, I, Blockbuster was a thing that something tells people me... played with in the 90s.
2: Yeah, something tells me it doesn't exist anymore. Hmm.
0: Yeah, I think it exists still in Mexico, though. Cool. Literally, uh-huh. I think it does. But, um, yeah. Uh, total drama piece, uh, family piece uh, yeah. about uh, music teachers and everything.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Something... Sadly, you wouldn't go, oh, that's not Wes Craven. But, no,
2: he rocked the crap out of that movie. Yeah, well, thing is, I, I have never seen the movie all the way through, yeah. but I just now learned the second that I'm like, that's Wes Craven? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You guys blindsided me.
1: That was yeah. great. Yeah, that was Wes. I was, you know, him trying to step out of his uh, kind of horror mold. Well, I mean he was well, never, that's what people he was never thought horrible about. he was never horrible about accepting the fact that he was, you know, kind of a he god wore as a of, badge of honor. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, so but the fact that somebody said, you know what, yeah, we'll let you step out Take of your element and do this. You know, mm-hmm. let's yeah. see what you can do. So, you know, that was that's pretty cool. Yeah, it was
0: it was a good picture. We delved a little bit into the world of Freddy, but I guess The good way to just kind of finish things off is with Freddy.
1: Well, uh, you know, if you're going to talk about iconic slashers. Yeah, uh, Freddy is it. Freddy Freddy is at the top of the pack, right up there with Jason. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's why they had him cross over at one point. And
0: Wes was the creator of that freak. (laughs) Mm Yeah. And there's no real slasher movies without uh, Nightmare on Elm Street.
2: Yeah. And if you look at Freddy versus Jason... The real villain of the piece is Freddy. Yeah, because yes. Jason is almost played off, even though he's equally a killer. He's almost played off as he's a pathetic hero. But also, he's, too, he's yeah. very much a villain. At the end
0: of the day, Freddy is still just a betterass ass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah you know? that's
1: that's the part that <laughs> makes the him the villain. You know, yeah, that's it's like the thing that makes you, him villain you can't shine people. that up. No, <laughs> no you can't. He doesn't go into the hey, I'm going to molest kids and kill them anymore. Now it's just I'm going to haunt the dreams of the kids, of mm-hmm. yeah. uh, the parents are responsible, or the people well, who live on the streets. Uh, you know, to to kill them. By the way, <clears throat> yeah. What street do
2: I live on? You live on yeah, Elm Street. Bro. Yes, I yes. do,
1: baby. And Halloween's coming up. I can't wait, dude. we're, oh, we're f- actually looking at probably having to buy 150 to 200 dollars worth of candy because we blow through so much. There's so much traffic on Elm Street on Halloween. Oh, yeah, that's
2: cool. Yeah. I, I I've I've actually seen that. I I actually came to visit you guys. Yes. And you guys, I I think last year you, did you guys just vanish or something like that?
1: Uh, no, we were. Let me see. Was it? I think we had to close up shop for just a moment because oh. my wife had to make a run back down to Walmart to buy more bags of candy. Oh, okay. Because wow.
2: yeah. I was going to swing by your place and then I was going to go take uh, Madison to go see Ouija. So, you oh, know. nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was yeah. a good Halloween out. And, and yeah. I, I do want to point this
0: out. You're one of those cool families that will go back out and get candy. Well,
4: yeah. yeah. I
2: mean, <laughs> we will
0: up shop
1: for the night. We ran up <laughs> early. You know, we ran out early. We didn't anticipate how much, you know, we were going to wind what up was your the first way. year in this house. Yeah, up. on Elm Street. Oh, yeah. And, uh,. Uh, you know, it was... You can only imagine how it.
0: crazy Mockingbird Lane is.
1: Oh, I yeah. um, you know, I, I, I think we probably edge out Mockingbird just mm-hmm. a little bit because Elm Street is so iconic, yeah, you know? So iconic. Well, because and it's, it's Halloween, and it's, you know...
2: I, I don't know if anybody is uh, as creative on the block as you, but are you going to wear, like, a red and uh, green sweater with a glove and a hat? You know, I don't
1: know if anybody... I, I've got to walk the kids around the neighborhood and see yeah. if anybody else does it. Because that would be funny. They're Just up and down street. the street. Yeah, yeah and then... <laughs> yeah, because if they don't, yeah, I definitely need to... Or at least get that lawn know. thing
0: where where Freddie's coming out of the ground.
1: Yeah, ah, you know, something. Yeah. Something to that effect.
0: <laughs> that, that would be great. Yeah,
1: Just kind of... You know, welcome to Elm Street, kids. Yeah. You know, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. But with, with
0: everything we've uh, just said about Freddie, the, just the aspect of Elm, every Elm Street in any town
2: mm-hmm.
0: is jumping on Halloween. Oh, yeah. Uh, and
2: that's that's
1: thanks to Andy's Wes Any slasher movie
0: yeah. has uh, Wes Craven the thing. He, the day it was announced that he passed, I jumped on Cinemark's Twitter real quick, and I was like, uh, any chance we get the original Nightmare on Elm Street for a classic showcase? And they're like... We're all
2: in the works. Oh, Beautiful. I heard... They, they, oh, they hate me. One of my favorites. <laughs> one of my favorite quotes is one of the things that people tweet. As, hey, Wes Craven, thanks for the nightmare. So, oh, yeah. And I love...
1: Yeah, I, I love those little... It, it is, you know. It is. Yeah. it. It is, And I'm one of the things that I'm sad about this year is that we don't have a Days of the Dead. You yeah. know, Because uh, I think it would have been... Uh, really, you know, I think they're probably kicking themselves too, going, "Oh, of course, of course, Wes Craven dies the year that we don't do this."
0: Well, well they're on the East
1: Coast, right? So they're,
0: right. they're. Um, I know. I think it's Horror Hound that's going on soon, and uh, like within the week of Wes's passing, Robert posted on his Twitter to like Heather and whoever else is going to be there for Nightmare is like. Bring some props, bring whatever you can. We're oh. gonna we're gonna celebrate him.
1: Oh, that's so, awesome. this make-
0: so much love for no, there, I forget which convention it was at that Robert said this is the last time I'm gonna throw the makeup on for a convention. Right. And mm-hmm. I'd almost i you almost say he, he made would do a it- surprise. Well the, the
1: dude it. made his career. Yeah. You know, yes. the guy just made his career and he was he was so good at what he did and so mm-hmm. creepy at what he did uh, you know, that they just kept bringing him back. And bringing them back, and bringing them back, and bringing them back, and I'll you know I'll tell you, a lot of people, you know, when you think of Nightmare on Elm Street, one of the first things you think about Johnny Depp, of course, Heather, you know, and all that stuff, Nancy, um, you think of Dream Warriors and stuff like that. Yeah, but yeah. a lot of people overlook how damn scary the first two. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. and and that's where, the, the remake of Nightmare on Elm Street.
4: Uh, short.
1: Yeah, because they were trying. I mean, they were trying really hard to give us a Freddy, and they said that you know when they were yeah. first making the film, they they were trying to give us a Freddy that was that harkened back to the first two. Oh yeah, it
4: mm-hmm. was scary,
1: but you, you couldn't do that because no. you don't have the magic of the man who created it, one Wes, no. or the man who brought it to life, Robert England. Yeah. Uh, you know, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm not knocking. You know, Jackie Earl Haley. Yeah. He, he did, he did it what he, what he did. He did what he could with the well, role, but, but it's he, just.
2: You gotta consider what Wes Craven did with the budget they gave him. Yeah, and look at the remake. And they were given a bigger budget. Yeah, they exactly. were throwing a, ch- you know, a pile know, of when money. You look at that nightmare. Snow falling was... in the bedroom.
4: Oh yeah. Well, like,
1: see, yeah, that's one of the mm-hmm. things that I think you take the one snow one of the beautiful things, things that you more. get. I mean, look mm-hmm. at look at Clerks. Okay, let's look yeah. at Kevin Smith's Clerks. Shot on no budget whatsoever, hardly at all, at a convenience store. Mm-hmm. You know, in black and white, and it just. It stands the test of time. It's one of the most artistic period mm-hmm. pieces. Uh, it, not that it was a period piece film, but a, a, no, no, a piece no, that speaks to the, the nineties. But
0: also too, even even comparing the remake yeah. with the original, compare uh-huh. the scene where snow is falling in the room in the remake mm-hmm. to the simple scene of Freddy walking down the alley and his arms are just stretching out and he's just starting to scrape the walls. Mm-hmm. There is just so a it's such a simple image. scene. Yeah and it was all pretty much practical because it's back what day say. where
1: it a practical effect not a CGI effect
2: no practical but it scares
0: the piss out of people every time because
2: yeah. you see oh, that yeah. in
0: a dream it's like
2: same. Uh, oh yeah same thing with the sheet remember when the crucifix uh, fix falls off the thing and you know Freddy's coming through oh, the yeah. wall mm-hmm. you know that was, that was redone CG'd not as effective but looks so much better with just the right lighting yeah, yeah. just the right lighting and a sheet yeah yeah, and that's it's that's incredible. really and that's you know, the magic of Wes. Exactly,
1: yeah. it's the the way he takes each character. Mm-hmm. You know, whether you have the Ghostface Killer or you have Freddy Krueger, they're represented in two totally different ways. You know, yes, the Ghostface Killer does his attacking at night and things yeah. like that, but it's you never know where it's coming from. You know, it's mm-hmm. always around the corner. Who could it be? You know, this and that. But also, too, with the Ghostface Killer, he's always right there too. Right, because he's and on the phone. Exactly, yeah. and then Freddy. You don't ever, ever fall asleep. Not for a second. No. Don't fall asleep yeah. at all. You know, there's another image that he created within the Nightmare and Elm Street films, uh, that I think every Freddie Krueger, Nightmare and Elm Street fan will know. And it translated into, you know, it, it drew inspiration from The Shining and it was something that the WWE <laughs> used as an influence when they brought back The Undertaker mm-hmm. as a biker. And that's the two twin girls Mm -hmm. singing one, two, two, Freddy's Freddy's coming for you. Every fan knows this. Three, four, better lock lock your door.
2: Five, six, Six, grab your crucifix. Seven, eight, better stay up late. Nine, Nine, ten, ten, never sleep sleep again. again. Yeah. Oh. We we had to run with that thing, and watching
1: them do the oh, hopscotch and yeah. skipping yes. the rope and the little
2: tricycle.
1: And it's always Fuck. in
4: that slow
2: motion. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What is more eerie than that?
1: Yeah.
0: Why uh-huh. does that work? What's so more eerie than the slow motion is this little girl saying it.
1: Yeah. Uh, just,
4: oh, you just know. And so it's creepy.
1: it's something that was just terrifying to people. You know, mm-hmm. just seeing that creepy kind of yellow uh, sepia tone kind of lighting. In the boiler room, uh, oh, you know, and his oh. him being silhouetted with just the the claw, you know, the, the hand hat, yeah. with the, the the blades and the hat, you know, right. seeing him uh, pop it open and then just scraping along the pipes, you know, it's that's, just, that's it's many creepy. people's
2: yeah. interpretations of. I mean, I mean, what would you think of the boogeyman would look like? And it's kind of the hearken what he created. There. Yes, it see, was, I, was one of the world's greatest. Movies.
1: Right, I didn't care for him when they got too when they got very comical. Oh, you know, at that
2: go. point it was just Robert England having fun. Yes, but we're talking about Wes's creation. Yes, the it was, imagery was
1: scary like as hell, and uh, you know, just a just a damn well put together film mm-hmm. that nobody had any clue was going to be. West Anything was. more than just a monster horror film, yeah, but it was that a monster wound up hit. Yes, yes, which became you know this huge slasher franchise, mm-hmm. and uh, you know we owe that to Wes. Exactly. So.
0: so that uh, wraps it up on our uh, celebration of Wes Craven, the guy that created a lot of nightmares and a lot of scary moments for our childhoods. Yeah, <laughs> just
1: a dedicated filmmaker. Thank you so much, Wes, for all that you've done, and thank you for all that you've influenced.
0: Yeah, when the news broke, uh, all I—I I honestly was a lost words because of the man's career, and all I could say was "thank you, Wes," and that's all I'm going to say right here. That's a
1: great thing to say. Mm-hmm. And
0: just thank you. And I—I I don't know if there's going to be an honor or what, but in honor of Wes, we're going to attempt a new game. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> so sorry if this sucks, Wes. <laughs> Uh, we are currently calling it Chain Reaction. Basically, it's kind of a a love child of our ABC movie title game and our Lesser Degree game. So, basically, it's going to start out with me uh, connecting Wes Craven to somebody he acted with, and then it's going to go to Phil, who will have to connect the actor I connected to Wes to another actor, and it's just going to go around like that to Nick and everybody until somebody can't do it. All right. Okay. Uh, We cannot repeat movies. Mm
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, unbeknownst to the listeners... Uh, we'll give a certain amount of pause time.
2: Okay. Okay.
0: So, like I said, we'll start out with Wes. Wes Craven was in A New Nightmare with
2: Miko Hughes. I fucking hate you. <laughs> All right. Uh, you want to do something no, no, good? no. I got it. Empty, empty. No, I got it. I just went. You know, I, I had one prepared for the other one, but you know You're what? The <laughs> yeah, the dark, dark yeah. Dick. yeah. I'm just looking at anywho. <laughs> Miko Hughes was in Mercury Rising with Bruce Willis. Fuck
4: you. (laughs) Uh.
2: Bruce Willis was
1: in Cop Out with Tracy Morgan. Tracy Morgan was
2: in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back with Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell was with Nicole Kidman in Bewitched.
1: Oh my god. (laughs) Nicole Kidman was in Days of Thunder with... I'll just go with the obvious. Tom Cruise. Okay.
0: okay. I was kind of sitting here going, oh, I'm going to say. Damn, where is it No, be I was going to a...
2: say uh, uh, Robert, uh, Robert, Robert... Robert Duvall. Robert, Robert Duvall, yeah. Oh, Robert could have gone with that one,
0: too. Yeah, yeah, I'll go with Tom Cruise, though.
2: That's okay. See, we know our shit. Okay. Yeah,
4: we do. We do All know right.
0: our shit. Uh, okay. Tom Cruise was in Tropic Thunder with...
4: Yes.
2: Uh, ben Stiller. Ben Stiller. Sorry. <clears throat> ben Stiller was in The Watch with Jonah Hill. Oh, God.
1: Jonah Hill... <laughs> Was in The Wolf of Wall Street with Leonardo DiCaprio.
2: Leonardo DiCaprio
0: was in Catch Me If You Can with Tom Hanks.
2: Tom Hanks was with Gary Sinise and Forrest Gump. Hmm. Gary
1: Sinise was in Apollo 13 with Kevin Bacon. <laughs>
0: Doesn't it end it?
1: Isn't that like dividing by zero?
2: You (laughs) just collapse (laughs) the universe? Yes! I think that's a good one. 17 (laughs) Degrees of
0: Bacon! (laughs) Kevin Bacon was in.
2: (laughs) Oh, we're going to play the Kevin
0: Bacon
1: game now. (laughs) Yes. Awesome. Kevin Bacon has become part of the machine. I love it.
0: Go ahead. Kevin Bacon
2: was in Planes, Trains, and Automobiles with John Candy. John Candy. Uh, John Candy was an Uncle Buck with, uh, with, with Macaulay Culkin. Macaulay Calkin was in uh, Home
1: Alone. It was also in there with John Caddy. Uh, yep, yep. With Catherine O'Hara.
0: Okay, Catherine O'Hara was in Beetlejuice. Yes.
1: With. Oh, God, you got a whole slew yeah. of people to choose from in this. I know.
2: One. Winona Ryder. Yes, good one. Winona Ryder was, with, was in Dracula with uh, Anthony Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins
1: was in Thor with Natalie Portman. There's so many places. I can yeah, go I know you could.
4: Too. Mm-hmm.
0: Natalie Portman was in Natalie Portman was in
2: Star Wars Episode One with Ewan McGregor. I knew you were going there. I knew it. Ewan McGregor worked with Hugh Jackman in the movie Deception.
1: Hugh Jackman worked with Jennifer Lawrence mm-hmm. in X Men: Days of Future Past.
0: Jennifer Lawrence was in Silver Lion Playbook with Bradley Cooper. Yeah.
1: Great movie.
2: Bradley, awesome. uh, Bradley Cooper was with Liam Neeson in The A-Team. <laughs> this is a pretty good game. Yes, huh? it is.
1: I like this one. I like uh, it. I like it a lot. <laughs> uh, Liam Neeson was with uh, Ken Watanabe in Batman Begins. Oh, you cock. Oh, wow.
0: Uh. Ken Watanabe was in Godzilla with Brian Cranston.
4: Ooh! Thank
0: God.
2: <laughs> nice!
4: All
0: right.
2: Well, I was playing on screwing with him. Yes. <laughs> okay. Brian Cranston worked with Ben Affleck in Argo.
1: Ben Affleck worked with Kevin Smith in Ogo Dogma.
0: Dogma, okay. Kevin Smith was in Catch and Release with Jennifer Garner.
2: Ooh, nice. Are um, so you going to call it? No, 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 I've got it. Jennifer Garner was in 13 Going on 30 with uh, Mark uh, Ruffalo. 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 Oh, yeah, beautiful. Mark, thank, you, nice. Mark, thank you, Mark Ruffalo. And the ball keeps on rolling. Yeah, yeah exactly, uh, with Mark Ruffalo.
1: Mark Ruffalo was in Avengers <laughs> Age of Ultron <laughs> with Aaron Taylor-Johnson.
0: Aaron Taylor-Johnson was in Kick-Ass with Nicolas Cage.
2: Yes! Nicolas Cage was with John Travolta in Face-Off.
1: John Travolta was with ooh, Barry Pepper <laughs> in Battlefield Earth. <laughs>
0: uh, uh, <laughs> Barry Pepper was in Saving Private <laughs> Ryan with Matt Damon.
2: Yes, you, fucking, yes, Damon. you <laughs> motherfucker. I was <laughs> hoping you are going to get it. Okay. All right. Okay, Matt Damon was with Robin Williams in Good Will Hunting. Oh, uh, Robin Williams with, was was with <laughs> Dustin Hoffman in Hook.
0: <laughs> Dustin Hoffman was in Meet the
2: Fockers with Robert De Niro. Oh, okay. I was hoping you to go with him. Ooh, okay. Bobby D. All right. Um, oh, Robert De Niro was in Analyze This with Billy Crystal. Billy
1: Crystal was in City Slickers with Yeah, Jack
2: Palance. That's uh, the older guy. Yeah, I know.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Curly. Yeah. There's a couple I was going
0: to go with there. I could have gone with my Oh, I. You got city Slickers 2. I think he's got this. He's, he's got it. I can't believe you're missing that. Obvious one. I, I, <laughs> I, It's probably going to smack me right in the face. It will. Mm-hmm. You. Oh my God. Oh, God. No. Okay. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, I know that one now. But. <laughs> you're not going to do it, are you? I'm not going to do it. <laughs> Sorry. Nah, No. Because I'm going <laughs> to go with. Yeah. <laughs> That's the most obvious one. In yeah. Oh, God, I can't believe I didn't get that <laughs> one.
2: Never- you got a ton of actors in there you can pull from, too.
0: Yeah, so I'm um, not going to go there. That
2: was great. Yeah, I know, because you don't want to make it easy on me. Yeah, <laughs> I know. You're my, I- oh, my number one. I swear okay. to God you should keep that in there, because that was funny. I'm going to. Uh, okay, uh, good. Yeah. Okay.
0: Okay. Jack Blance was in City Slickers 2, uh-huh. The Legend of Curly's Gold, uh-huh. with
2: John Levitz. <laughs> okay. John Lovitz. I'm go. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, John Lovitz was with uh, Tia. Cana- Cana-
1: Cara. Hi. Tina hi. Carra hi. and hi-
2: Thank you, Tina Kara In High School High. Okay. Tia
1: Carrera was in Wayne's World with Mike Myers.
0: Mike Myers was in. So I married an axe murderer yes! with Phil Hartman. Yes,
2: My All favorite right. fucking Mike Myers movie ever. That was great. Head, head yeah. down.
1: <laughs> Looks like an orange on a toothpick.
0: <laughs>
1: so <laughs> could, could,
0: would that break the rule of Mike Myers was in Mike with Mike Myers? No, <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> you could,
1: but then we'd be divided by zero. Okay? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> here we go. Okay, um,
0: so that is officially the divided by zero
2: rule. And role. he was eating.
1: He was eating Kevin bacon.
2: Um, <clears throat> Phil Hartman. Uh, was with... Oh, shit. Sorry. I'm, I'm going back to television for some odd reason. Okay, let me think movies, movies. Okay, oh! Phil Hartman was with Arnold Schwarzenegger in Jingle All the Way. Oh! Is that holiday classic Jingle All the Way? Oh. <laughs> oh. <Yes>.
4: oh. <laughs> oh. no uh. yeah! yeah uh, yeah Jamie! <laughs> Arnold <laughs> Schwarzenegger.
1: Oh, I could go so <laughs> easy and just give you a slew of people right, yeah, right. <laughs> there. But I'm not going to go with The Expendables. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger was in Commando with Ray Don Chong
4: <laughs> <laughs> Ray Don Chong yes
1: <laughs> so that was your episode of no oh,
4: yeah. yes!
0: before we go this is do you have somebody linking Ray Don Chong yeah I
1: can fucking Ray Don Chong the shit out of you, but no yeah, I'm not giving you one fuck you, yeah. you one
2: right
0: <laughs> it wasn't a mong I'm just calling
1: it <laughs> That was beautiful. Because it's a good one. It yeah. was a good one. Um, I'm, I'm
2: glad it went beyond Bill, uh, Brian Cranston, because that was a good game. I, yeah. Honestly, I was
1: going to throw you a bone on that one. I'm trying to think of the dude who played uh, Sully or Tully. Oh, oh, in yeah. That one because that's the guy who was... Um, that was oh. the dude who played uh, uh, T-Bird in The Crow. Oh, mm-hmm. nice. Yeah, 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 I was well, going to throw you a bone Well, you
2: could have thrown him another one. And he was like, uh, you know, Raydon Chung. Oh, wait, no, it's the same movie. Sorry, never mind. Yeah. It wouldn't work.
1: Raydon Chung was in... I was thinking Maria Conchita Alonzo, but. Radon Chong was.
0: He was shit, in Maria No, she <laughs> was a, She
1: did a shitload of films. I just can't think of any of them off the top of my head. I've got Maria But Conchita she
2: Alonzo. was a real big. Yeah, Yeah,
1: I was going to say that she was in. Uh, oh, oh, you could have said Radon Chong was in. Um, I, don't Soul Man. Ra- I don't know who Radon
2: Chong is. Uh, you don't know who Radon Chong is? Not off the top of my head. Oh. Oh, yeah. You'll have to look her up. Yeah. And
1: this getting. <laughs> <to> <laughs> when,
0: when you see her, you'll go, oh. Yeah, so these guys uh, smacked me around in the game I made, <laughs> but an awesome game at that.
2: It was fun, thank you. Guys. Yeah,
0: so that will definitely be part of the canon again. Oh. We definitely got to get. Yeah, hell get yeah, that, that
2: was. Well, that that a was lot tricky. Of... That was a lot. That was very fun and very tricky. I enjoyed it. So yeah. I didn't think it would.
4: But,
1: yeah, it no, was... I was. I really went around for a while. Yeah, that was great. So for nowhere, California, this has been Josh. This has been Phil, Phil, and this is Nick, and I'm so glad to be back. And we'll miss
4: you less.